Welcome to the Motherhood Trenches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Molly. We became sisters by circumstance and friends by choice. Now, between the two of us, we are raising four girls while trying to keep our sanity and support each other along the way. Join us as we bumble our way through the ups and downs of parenting newborns, toddlers, and little people. Okay, hey, how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. This week has been kind of a fun week. My mom was here this week. Oh, awesome, awesome. So it's definitely been a fun week having some, my mom. some grandma help. Yes, yes. And it's been, with quarantine, it's been so long since we've seen her. So oh, right. it's definitely nice to, to have her in town for a little bit. So how was your week? It was good. It was, we saw some family too. We went up to oh, right. um, West Virginia. Yes. So we took oh. our first car trip with the two girls and saw um, some family. It's, because car trips are so hard with young kids, we don't do it very often. Right. Um, but I totally understand. Right. <laughs> we don't do them often either. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... Uh, it was good, and we got to see some family that we don't. It's been probably a year or two, so oh wow, seen, that's, I've seen them. So I didn't realize it had been that long. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's great. Then so it was really, really, really good times back in good old WV. Yeah, yeah, oh, I I love it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so tell me, what was the best part and the not your favorite part of this week? <laughs> so, um, so my best part was just kind of a funny story that I had with my uh, four-year-old Lillian. Oh, I love toddler stories. I, they really are my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I as much as we talk about, you know, there's definitely ups and downs. Um, the toddler stories are always an up for me. Yes. Yeah. The things <laughs> that them. come out of their mouth. Yeah. Yes. Um, so she, we, um, do quiet time with her every day. She doesn't take a nap anymore. Um, she's four and she's supposed to kind of during quiet time play on her own. You know, I'll typically set her up with a little bit of an activity or something, but otherwise she's supposed to play on her own and kind of do some independent play. Um, and on Saturday she, um, was hanging out with her dad and Mm -hmm. he kind of took care of quiet time for her. And, um, he told me whenever she was done that she did a really great quiet time, was played the whole time by herself, didn't bother him, you know, wow. let him kind of work on his own stuff. Was not coming down every five minutes. No, like, not at all. Typical. Right. That's like, is, our, that's like our bedtime. Yes. <laughs> and that's what she typically does for me is she will come down every, you know, five, ten minutes, ask me how long she has until quiet time's over, says <laughs> she's hungry, she wants a snack, even though I do lunch right before quiet time to avoid <laughs> her being hungry. Right. Um, and so it's always just a fight. She doesn't want to do it, even though we do it every day. And, you know, you'd think she'd be used to it by now. So on Monday, she was doing quiet time for me and once again back to the same routine, you know, asking me when she was going to be done and everything. So finally, I was like, you know, your dad said you really, you did a really good quiet time for him the other day and you know, now you won't do one for me. Why, why not? Why won't you do a good quiet time for me? And she said, well, I really love daddy. Oh, <laughs> yes. that explains that. It was a nice slap in the face. Right. Um, and I said oh, but you don't love me. And she said, no, I do. And then she just had kind of a long pause and she said, let's just forget about this, okay? (laughs) Oh, okay. I'll forget that you just crushed me. (laughs) Yes. But just the way that she had kind of realized that maybe she had stepped in it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, she put her foot in her mouth. (laughs) Right, and, you know, because toddlers are never self-aware at all. No, So it was kind of that little hint of self-awareness that, you know, maybe she had hurt my feelings. Right. And so then she's like, let's just sweep this under the rug. Right, never mind. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) And it just, she could tell right away it tickled me so much because I was just, 
you know, struck with laughter. Right. And I just thought it was so funny how she said it. <laughs> so, and I think it's something I will, I will take with me whenever I just kind of step in it a little bit. I'll say, let's just forget about this. Let's just forget about yes. this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but then on the other end of the spectrum um, this week, I mentioned last week that my daughter was going to... Um, not necessarily be reevaluated, but our speech therapist oh, for, was mm-hmm. coming back in to um, just kind of see what the stutter was all about and what was going on. Right. So how did that go? Um, it went okay. I mean, it was, it definitely, she still thinks it's developmental and stuff. However, um, I guess the current route that you take with um, a de- even a developmental stutter um, is that you just treat it like it's, you know, you treat all stutters the same, basically, is uh. kind of where she's at. Um and so we're going to go back to seeing our speech therapist every two weeks, which, okay. again, I can't reiterate enough. This is I'm not upset that she's in speech therapy. That is right. not something that any parent should be upset about ever. Right. Um, you're getting you're using the tools you have to help your child. Um, and probably we all could benefit from some type of, of speech therapy every now and then. You know, oh, absolutely. We, There's <laughs> things I hear myself saying or doing. Right. But, yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, so that part is not necessarily, um, what I'm upset about or what's kind of a low for me. It's more so again, like we talked about, you know, the guilt is just hard to shake. Right. And if she's been with me and, and of course, um, my husband, uh, but he's working from home and, you know, is in his office and stuff. So it's, I have the girls most of the day. Yeah. Um, and so it definitely feels like any learning or any developmental thing falls on my shoulders. Yeah. That's kind of what we talked about last week in our, in our stay at home mom interview that that's, that's all on you. And, yes. and it's easy to, you know, to take the weight of that and to feel like anything that's not ideal or perfect or whatever is, is your quote fault, even yes. though it's not. Right. Even though I would never say that to another, like if you were saying that to me, I would never be like, you're right. It's your fault. You know, <laughs> you that, really dropped the ball there. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really, I mean, it makes sense in my head, but really doesn't truly make sense. We're always our own not, worst critics. Exactly. Yeah. So that is a little bit hard to shake. But at the same time, it's kind of like you mentioned last week, you know, it's good that we're getting her, um, like we're, we're being proactive about it and yeah. making sure that we're doing it now versus regretting it, you know, that I wish I would have. Waiting and then, and then thinking that you missed out on a window or an opportunity to. Yeah. Cause I did, I kind of, I was like, well, should I, should I text her speech therapist? Should I say something? You know, cause we kind of chat back and forth, just check in periodically anyway. And we talk, our kids are similar ages. So we kind of talk as friends too. Oh, nice. Um, and so I was like, eh, maybe I'm overreacting. So I kind of put it off for a couple of days and then eventually it's like, well, it's not going to hurt anything. Right. So I'm really glad that I mentioned it and now we're kind of getting the ball rolling for what we need to do. So yeah, kind of a mixed bag. Like it's a win because you did the the, the right thing in this situation, right. which it's, it's hard. You know, we talk about a lot. It's hard to know for sure oh, that you did yeah. the right thing, in, but this like you did. Yeah. You never really, yeah, it's true. You never really know if you ever did the right thing. Right. Um, I guess maybe once your kids are older and you see that you've raised good humans, but you know, I don't have 18 years to wait that I'm <laughs> to get a pat <laughs> for any back. kind of validation. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it is, you're right. It's nice that I know I, I was proactive and did the right thing. So, yeah. Um, but tell me about your week. What all you was good for you and what was low? Yeah. So, so my high was that the car trip went relatively well. I was really worried about it, especially wow. because Claire is potty trained now and it's the first time we've had any kind of significant travel with her being potty trained um having amelia who's only um 12 weeks she turned 12 weeks on saturday yeah so that's Um, young to try to right right. um so i was really worried about it and it 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 ended up going relatively well i mean of course like neither one of them napped that well on the way up so that night was kind of rough they were both overtired 
Um, but they, they did both sleep uh, through the night there. Oh, that's amazing, in a new place, and yes. they both slept, yeah. especially. I mean, they were hard Amelia. to get down. They were yeah. hard to get down, but once they did. They were down. They were down. That's a win. Um, and then, uh, you know, the day that we, we ended up going to, like, my grandparents' farm for the day and just having, like, a little mini birthday party for Claire. Um, oh, so that so was sweet. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and she, one of my, like, favorite moments from the week is when, this is this is my actual high. That was yeah. a little backstory to my high. <laughs> one of my favorite moments from the week is when we were in the car. Um, of course, you know, starting when we were two hours away, we kept telling Claire, okay, we're almost there. Oh, we're almost there. And then, you know, okay, next stop. This is going to be the last stop, and then we're going to be there. And she ended up having to potty like when we were 20 minutes away from oh, my mom's no, house yeah of course yes so we stopped luckily there's a rest area uh, right outside of mineral wells oh good so we stopped and went potty and then we got back in the car and we were like okay now we're really we're really almost there and she was like you keep tricking me <laughs> <laughs> like that she kept we kept telling her we're almost there we're almost there and she was getting obviously frustrated by that so that was that was really funny um but she was really a trooper yes yeah. well and i mean i we're all guilty of that too i do the same thing where i'm like we're almost there right just a few more minutes yeah <laughs> it's almost never actually right we're almost just there. a few more minutes yes, yes. <laughs> and the time for always forget that the timeline for toddlers is not you know if oh, it's not no. in the next 10 seconds it's not almost no not at all <laughs> and even then that could be a stretch for 10 seconds <laughs> right. so um, that is so funny that she figured it out because I don't even I don't know that Lillian has quite figured that out either. So oh. it's funny that she got it so quickly. Yeah, <laughs> keep tricking me. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we keep trying anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so my low this week is related to baby sleep, which is funny because last week my high <laughs> was that Amelia slept through the night, and she is still doing that. An update on that: oh, she's still amazing. consistently doing that. She has woken up only one day since the last time we oh, recorded. Oh my gosh, um, that has to feel so good. Yes, it does. I yes. feel like it's it's now it's to the point where you know you get used to sleeping through the night again. So now if like yeah. now if I have to wake up and I'll be like oh like so groggy. Yeah, yes. yeah. When right. you're used to it, it's not a big deal. But once you get used to sleeping through the night again, those oh wake gosh. ups. It's such a such a huge difference yeah. once you... Cause, and it, because when you're pregnant, you know, you're already kind of not sleeping through the night oh, a little bit. No, I wasn't, yeah. So not that it's easier when you have a newborn by any stretch of the imagination, but you are kind of like you've weaned into it a tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know it, and, and you know it's coming. You know what right. to expect. Exactly. But once they start sleeping, it's now a wake up is unexpected. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not planning for it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good update, but the low is that, and, and this has been a theme for her since about eight weeks, I think, is that she takes just a lot of, t- most of the time, really short naps, like 45 minutes. Oh, and yeah. and that's, you know, from sleep stuff that I've read, it's developmentally normal um, for this age. Um, but the short naps are just really killing me. Yeah. yeah. It just feels like you're on this endless like cycle and like you can't get anything done when she is down. Like it's only enough time to take care of like your base needs, like eating a meal, taking a shower, you know, the, the day ends and it's time to go pick up Claire from daycare. And I don't know what I've done all day. I know you look around and you're like, Oh yeah, nothing has happened. You're, you're just all constantly day. like reacting to the cries and like, mm-hmm. Oh, she's up again. Oh, she's up again. Oh, she's up again. Um, so feeling a little bit frazzled and yeah the exhaustion um, that comes with that mental and physical yes is a lot because even though you are sleeping at night you're still all day it's like a marathon day yeah Yeah. right Mm -hmm. so and and given the choice I would definitely choose night sleep yes like if I had to choose one to be good it would definitely be night sleep so Amelia's you know doing me a solid there um but the short naps are just that's the next 
thing I hope falls into place. Yeah. Can't we dream for both? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sure there's some babies out there that, that do it. Yeah, I, I'm sure that there are, but unfortunately we've never had them. No. So, <laughs> yeah. so this is just the kind of the, the, the phase that we're in. I, I And I do, you know, luckily have the perspective that they eventually start to connect those sleep cycles and yes. sleep longer than 45 minutes. It does minutes make it and, slightly easier, but yeah. still it's hard when you're in the moment. When you're in For it. sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so last week we talked about, um, you kind of picked my brain a little bit on what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, and so this is going to be the second part in that series, and I'm going to talk to you about what it's like to be a working mom. Yeah. Um, and I have some questions that I want to get to with you and kind of see what you think about stuff and get a different perspective. And hopefully we can um, help stay-at-home moms see your perspective and maybe working moms kind of get some tips and, and tricks and ways to deal with some stuff. Yeah, so. all, my, all my gems. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> all, right. all right. Let's get into it. So how did you decide to um, continue once you found out you were pregnant with Claire or maybe before you had even gotten pregnant? How did you decide and was it something that you and Nick talked about together or were you just like, no, I want to stay in my career? You know, how, how was that conversation? How did that go? I don't, so I don't know that I ever really um, decided. I think that growing up, like I was very, you know, school was important to me, doing well in school was important to me, doing activities. Um, doing going to college getting a major like it was just always like I was on that on a path to have a career and that's what I was focused on and that's right. where I was headed um and actually when we were like 22 Nick and I Nick and I dated we started dating freshman year of college so we've been together yeah. a very long time <laughs> um, just like forever yeah um but when we had just recently graduated we were having a conversation and he made some comment about how he always thought that he, he wants his wife to stay at home and I was yeah. like, well, excuse his mom, his mom stayed home. Their moms. Yeah. Their for, moms stayed for at a home. while for a while. Yeah. She eventually went back to work. But yeah. Then. And when he, when he said that, I was like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I'm not just, you know, you can't tell me what to do. And it wasn't so much that I thought staying home was bad. It was more that he was like, well, I want you to do this. Right. And the, the stubborn streak of me oh, was yeah. just like, no. And right. so, you know, we kind of talked about it then but it was you know we're so far off from having kids and you know yeah but I, I laid out this you know well you know I want to contribute financially and it's important to me and I need to feel like achievement I'm a very achievement driven person right. like I don't exactly you know yeah. that I you know blah 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 and he I, I sold it a little too hard because then he really <laughs> he was like yeah absolutely you should work yeah, yeah absolutely that's what we should do Nick is very um I'm sure you don't feel this way but um Nick can be persuaded by you I, I think pretty probably maybe not easily yeah but I wouldn't say easily lot, but there's a he lot of times to... yeah like he lived with us for a real short stint mm -hmm. um and there was a lot of well Felicia says and Felicia does this and you know he definitely <laughs> respects your opinion and then takes it to heart I think a lot of times yeah he he's someone who fully whatever he believes he fully believes oh it, yeah and he's all in yeah yeah 100 percent yeah so yeah which can be good impact. Yeah, right. For like me. you said, you really sold it. To I him. did. I sold it. And then when we, when I was actually pregnant, there was, you know, a couple of moments where it was like I was like, oh, actually, I take that back. It was not when I was pregnant. It was when I had the baby in front of me. Yeah. That I started to feel like, eh. yeah, right. I don't know. And and a lot of it was not. It was I would say it was fifty fifty between just feeling like I don't know that somebody else can take care of this baby, you know, like yeah. the like the bang up job that I was doing. <laughs> You were doing a great job. <laughs> and 50% yeah. like I, I do genuinely like working and I, right. I get a lot out of work and it makes me feel good and yeah. you know, all that stuff. So, um, but you know, I, 
I think that at the time that I had Claire, I did have a job that I really, really liked. Probably one of my favorite jobs that I've ever had. Oh, okay. So it made it easier for me to want to come back. I think if I had been in other jobs that I've had throughout my career, that wouldn't always be the case. And I would have fought harder to stay home. But I yeah. did really like that job and I did genuinely want to go back. So staying, ho staying at home was not something I seriously considered. I do remember you saying that when you lived um, in previous areas um, that yeah. you did not love. When we lived in Pittsburgh, that was my yeah. least favorite job. And had we gotten pregnant then and had a baby then, I for sure would have stayed home. I would have yeah. fought for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's worth mentioning, too, um, to people who don't know, that you're, um, you have a career. I mean, you have worked hard to, you know, you've worked up the ladder and... You definitely, um, you have a really good job and a good career, and it's not just mm -hmm. you're in some entry-level position that um, you yeah. can take or leave. Yeah. I mean, you've definitely um, worked up, worked your way up, mm -hmm. and so you'd be leaving behind a lot if you, you know, that you've, yeah. that you've worked hard to achieve, which would be fine if you chose to do that. Right. But like you said, you've worked hard to get there, and you I've worked hard to it. get there, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, which is um, key. Right. <laughs> so I'm sure there's plenty of people that have worked hard to get to where they are and would take or leave their or, job. Or find it. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Right. And it's not, I think that is, you know, we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but a misconception about, you know, leaving your career and staying at home. You're not giving up forever. That's still on your resume. You still oh, have yeah, that experience. You still, yeah. if you want to re-enter the workforce, you know, that's something yeah, um, that you can that do. you still have. One of the women that I work with, um, I, I really admire her. And, you know, when I interviewed with her, we were talking just about life and kids and blah, 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 whatever. Um, and she said, you know, she had had a career, was on a career path, had kids, stayed at home for like, you know, five to seven years, I think it was, and then yeah. re-entered the workforce and is one of the really senior people on our team. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah. So yeah. like, I always tell her, I'm like, you did it. Like you did the mythical did thing. Yeah. yeah. That, like yeah. all women, you know. Right. Exactly. Everyone <laughs> wants to achieve. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it is possible, but I, I, I still like working in this moment too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's nice too that you, um, if you ever did decide that you don't love it anymore, you know, then you can explore it then, you know, just right. like it's never off the table. Right. It's not permanent for me that I'm staying home. It's also not permanent for you. That right. You, that you I know, work. I right. Stop if, you, any... if things changed or whatever, and you just assuming didn't love that it financially, yeah, right, right. yeah, that it would be affordable. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so tell me what an average day looks like for you. How do you and Nick, you know, I don't, well, Claire is back to daycare now. Claire is back to daycare now. Yeah. Um, so how do you guys, and obviously you're on maternity leave right now. Yeah. Um, but for an average day, what would things look like for you guys? How do you coordinate, pick up, drop off all of those things between you and Nick? What do you, how do you decide? Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about kind of pre-maternity leave because I don't, it obviously yeah. looks different now and I struggle with, I still need to figure out how that's going to look with Amelia in the picture yeah, too. Right? And I'm sure there'll be some, some. It's hard to fathom it right now. Yeah, there'll be yeah. some tweaks to that that routine that we had established. But um, and and I really have two kinds of days because I'm very lucky in my position now that I have the flexibility to work from home. And I actually work from home probably more than I go into the office. So I work from home about three days a week and go into the office about two days a week. Okay. And my office is about forty five minutes away with traffic. Okay. Um, so on a day that I'm working from home, um, I try to get up around six thirty, um, and I just really kind of throw myself together. We're talking yoga pants. Right, yeah. Maybe a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, hair in a bun, no makeup, yeah. you know. Um, and I do, I typically do drop off on days where I'm 
working from home. So gotcha. I would take okay. Claire in, um, try to get her there around 7.30. You know, I wake her up around 7 and we get ready and I try to have her have her there by 7.30 and she gets breakfast and everything at, at, at daycare. daycare. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. So it's really minimal. Getting her ready in the mornings is really pretty minimal. I mean, get her out of bed, get her in some clothes, brush her teeth, brush her hair, put shoes on and we can be and she's out the door. just, because my kids eat breakfast as soon as they wake up. I don't know how we they do, would do, but um, is she just used to it? No, so we do do a snack. Okay. We give her, okay. usually Nick makes smoothies every morning for breakfast. So usually he'll set aside some of his smoothie and she'll have a little bit of smoothie before we go in or we give her like a, um, a granola bar or something. Okay. Just to kind of yeah, order over. That she can eat yeah. in the car. Yeah. Cause, gotcha. Cause actually at daycare, they don't serve breakfast until 830. Um, so gotcha. even, even if we bring her in, you know, if she gets there at 730, she still has to wait some time yeah, for breakfast. So it's so, nice to give her But it's kind of later for breakfast. So yeah, we do give definitely. her, give her something to tide her over in the morning. Um, so then, but after I drop her off, I kind of, I come home and I make my breakfast. Um, Nick's gone by then and I make my breakfast and, um, you know, sit down and eat my breakfast and drink coffee and watch Instagram stories for like 20 minutes. That sounds like heaven. (laughs) It is. It is. Drinking your coffee. Well, it's still hot. It's hot. My breakfast is hot also. (laughs) Yeah. Both. Yeah. Both things are hot. hot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, cause and a key point, a key reason that that's able to happen is our daycare is only, I mean, it's between five and 10 minutes away from here yeah, so it's and there's close. no traffic ever. Yeah. It's really close. So yeah. drop off takes right. like 10 minutes. And you know? obviously while you're on maternity leave, I'm sure that the hot coffee, <laughs> hot breakfast is also not happening. Right. To yeah. Me. Yes. <laughs> I, to be fair. I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get back to it. Yeah. You'll get back to it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a really, um, a good way to start my day. And then, um, by eight, I try to be, you know, logged on and, and, and working. Um, so I work and do, you know, have meetings or calls or work on some things. And I have, I do have a dedicated um, office room here in our house, yeah. which is, which is really nice and pretty key. I didn't have that yeah. when I first started in this job and was working from home, but having yeah. a separate office space is really I'm sure it's changed nice. things for Garrett dramatically oh, since, yeah. since um, he's been working from home so much. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure. Um, so then that kind of takes me to lunch and during my, you know, quote lunch hour, I mean, my, my hours are pretty flexible and I'm yeah. salary, so it's not like I'm punching a clock or right, exactly. have to work yeah. at certain times. I, I fit in my lunchtime around my meetings or whatever's going on for the day. Um, but I try to work out during my lunchtime mm-hmm. um, and then I'll eat and take a quick shower. Yeah. Um, during, so then um, after lunch, you know, I, I work and I try to work until around 4.30 um, and that's when I'll log off for the day. I do take opportunities of like 10, 15 minute breaks that I have in my day. If I've got some time between a meeting or if I just kind of need to step away from the computer for a minute, I'll throw in a load of laundry or fold a load of laundry or put dishes away or load dishes oh, that's nice. or, yeah, to try you know, to decide, yeah, decide what I'm going to make for dinner and, and pull something out to thaw or, or whatever. If I need to do some kind of prep, put something in the crock pot. Yeah. Um, so having those little pockets of time during the day when you work from home is really key and has really changed yeah um working and being able to balance work and home life for me isn't it amazing though whenever you only have 15 minutes and you know what you want to get done yes that you like set your mind to it and you just get it done versus right when you're like oh crap i have 15 minutes before this like what am i going to do typically it's just yeah. i scroll on my phone for 15 minutes same I'll, <laughs> I'll waste yeah right yeah so it is funny the difference whenever you know you have some on your plate that you got to get done yeah. or whatever you only have those 15 minutes and to i get try XYZ to i do done. try to kind of decide early in the day like Oh, I'm behind on laundry. Like I really need to get this done today. I it's not. I don't get laundry and dishes and dinner made every single day. Right. But you know, I try to have a kind of a priority for the day and and work on that. Yeah. Um, but so I try to log off around four thirty, and then I'll um, turn on like a podcast or some music and just kind of chill a little bit while I'm getting dinner cooked and ready. Yeah. Um, Nick typically does pickup 
on days when I'm working from home. So him and he and Claire get home around five fifteen, and then we you know eat dinner, do the do the nighttime routine. I'm right. sure that's really similar to yours. Play, yeah, bath time, bedtime. Nick and I trade bedtime duty. Um, and whoever isn't doing bedtime generally cleans up the kitchen. So if I'm reading cool, to Claire yeah. and doing books and putting her down, then he'll kind of clean it from dinner, get the dishwasher loaded, whatever. Right. Um, then we kind of relax for the night and we'll we'll talk and watch a show and, and whatever. Yeah. And then try to be in bed around 10. Um, if I'm going into the office, the days look pretty different. I have to get up a little bit earlier because, you know, got to shower and actually yeah, get presentable. Get yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get up around 6 um, and then I, you know, get a shower, get ready, try to do all that before I wake Claire up yeah um uh Nick actually does drop off on days typically when I'm going into the office but I still help to get her ready and then I try to get out the door by seven to beat traffic um Um, that's kind of something that I've just learned you know sometimes you know I would take her in and go at 7 30 and then I'm not in the office till almost nine it just like the time takes so much longer so exactly yeah we kind of got into a routine where he will take her in I'll just get into the office quicker so that I can leave earlier yeah um I typically, I try to use my car time as, like, alone time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, I, mean, I love I've got, being in the car alone. I've got 45 minutes in the car alone when yeah. I go into the office. So, I put on a podcast or listen to music, you know, yeah. whatever. And just as loud of, as you want. Yeah, drink, drink my coffee that is yes. hot. Yeah, yes. you know. exactly. Um, it's, it's really nice. It's really every parent's dream, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I get in around 7.45, work. Um, on days where I'm in the office... I, my team typically tries to coordinate days where we're in the office because we all have a flexible arrangement, really, where yeah. we work from home a lot of the time and go into the office some of the time. So we'll try to coordinate and match up our days where we need to be in the office. Right. Um, because, you know, it's nice to get that social aspect of working. Yeah. And also because, you know, then we can have, like, meetings that we need to have in person, in person. Um, right. And, and do that. Okay, so yeah. it's really beneficial in a couple of ways. But when I go into the office, I'll eat lunch with my coworkers, and that's really nice, like, adult time. Um, yes. And then I try to leave around uh, 4.30. And because Nick has taken Claire in, I try to pick her up on those days, pick her up on my way home. and then we... So you guys always try to alternate, it sounds like. Yes. Somebody does drop off, somebody does pick up. Yeah. Typically. Just because it is a lot to do both. It, yeah. It, adds, yeah, it sure. adds, I mean, a good 20 plus minutes on the, on either end of your day. Right. Yeah. Because it's not like you just go in, grab her, and you're out. You no. Know, you have a little bit more, I'm sure, to it than right. that. Right. You chat with the teacher, find out how she did for the day. Right. Um, you know, gather up her thing. Yeah. It takes... Yeah. I mean, to, I'm assuming that she's playing when you get there. So right. So it's not like a toddler is good at just being like, like hey, you're Stop what playing. you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's always that, I'm sure. So that adds a little bit of time to it. It makes it a little tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, when, when we lived in Greenville, you know, Nick traveled a lot for his job that we had there. Mm, he so there were a lot. There were months, yeah. months at a time where I would have to do both, and it's a, a lot. Yeah. I mean, it just adds so much time to your day that's not – you didn't get anything out of it. Not not that it's – I mean, you did. You got your kid. But right. you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I totally – I totally it, I didn't – it's a pocket of time that just feels kind of wasted. Right. Oh, absolutely. The logistics of getting in and out the building. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. makes it so hard. And like you said, you were doing it on your own and you're not right. exaggerating when you say months at a time. He's right. gone for, for long periods of time. Right. Um, so definitely that makes it so much harder and feel like so much more, I'm sure, than on the days where you only have to do one. Exactly. Versus doing both. Yeah. It's it's really nice um, just to, to kind of trade off. Yeah. Um, and I also, on those days, um, I try to either have something going in the crock pot that morning or have some leftovers or pick up something for dinner. Um, uh, yeah. Because it's just, by the time you get home, it's hard to do that 
you know, it takes at least 30 minutes, I feel like, to put a meal together. Oh, yeah. And we get home around 5.15, and then it's 5.45, and then it's, you know, if it's a bath night, we're starting baths at 6.30. Like, that's, you know, it just really cuts into a lot of eating time. So I try to set myself up to be, have just have something ready to go for dinner on nights yeah. where I'm going to be in the office. Which totally makes sense, and I'm sure makes it way easier. Mm-hmm. I know when I was working and I did not have kids, I've, I have not worked well having kids, so... Anytime I had a meal in the crock pot, whenever we were coming home, it was just so nice mm-hmm. knowing that I didn't have to do anything when we right. got home. Just walk in the door and like pull out a plate. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was without kids, without yeah. all the things. I mean, I literally had nothing to do in the <laughs> evening. So <laughs> yeah. So that makes it so much easier. I'm, I can only imagine how much easier it makes with kids too. Yeah. So it really does. Yeah. Um, so do you, you just recently, like we said, Amelia's, you said 11 weeks old, yes. right? Um, so not too long ago had another baby. Do you, do you feel any differently, um, in your choice to work, uh, full time while also having kids? Did it, did it make you feel more confident in your decision? Less confident? Was there ever a hesitation of, is this really what I want to do? Or was it, yes, a hundred percent, this is what I want to do. Um, with Claire, I really waffled for that first year. Um, and we actually had a unique situation at my job that um, our team was on, we lost funding. Um, so we became kind of a different, our scope of work became different and our funding became different. We worked for different people. Like it, it was a weird situation. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, unfortunately, a couple of people on our team got laid off. We had to, to downsize and become yeah. a smaller team. And in retrospect, I think like I always kind of, Wish that I would have went to my boss and been like, lay me off. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> and that's maybe that one of the things yeah. that the grass is greener and I would have actually hated it. Who knows? But the, right. the first year of going back after your first kid was for me hard. Um, and, and that's not true for everybody. Some women can't wait to get back, you know, but well, I, sure. I struggled with it. And I think a part of that was because Nick worked so much and a lot of it was just me. Yeah. Um, all the time. So, um, I was not confident in the decision and I really waffled for about the first year around the time that Claire turned one, I started to feel really comfortable with our routine and with daycare. And I felt like, you know, um, I had things going pretty well at work. Um, so the, you know, it was really the one year mark was when I started to feel a lot better about it. Um, but I, I definitely waffled for a while. Um, so with Amelia though, I feel a lot more confident in it. And I think one of the things, you know, just speak from experience that I've learned um, and that I wasn't, it was one of the things that I wasn't sure about once I had that baby in front of me was like, right. how can anyone care about her? Like I care about her and how can anyone take care of her? Like I take care of her, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which, which is laughable because, you know, I'm we like, never feel like we're doing a good no, job. You bumble right. your way through things, but then it's like, oh, but, but I'm, you know, right. But I'm still the one. And, right. and also you feel like, at least for me, um, if anybody's going to mess up and make a mistake or, or something right. goes wrong, I'd rather, even though I would feel terrible about whatever it was, or, you know, right. you still, if it was somebody else, then you're just going to carry the guilt of, of having it be that somebody else was the yeah. one taking care of them right. or whatever when that it, I should have been there. Right. Right. This wouldn't have happened if right. I had been there, even though it very well could have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I think one of the things that I know now is how much the, you know, people, the teachers and the people that watch your kid at daycare, how awesome they are and how much you can lean on them and yeah. how much they love your kid. 
Um, like one of the, one of, just an example that happened today, one of Claire's teachers, she was gone last week on vacation to the beach yeah. and she brought back all the kids each a seashell. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so sweet. And, and Claire yeah. talked about her all last week. Like she kept saying like, Miss Megan's at the beach, Miss Megan's at the beach. So she yeah. obviously like missed her. Right, exactly. And you know, she, this, you know, woman who has no obligation when yeah. she's on her vacation is thinking about the kids and brought them back a seashell and Claire like carried that seashell around all night. It meant so much yeah. to her. So like. You know, you you start to see those little moments where they can build a relationship with another caretaker and that it's yeah. as good and meaningful as, you know, what you would do. Right, exactly. And sets them up because one of the things that I definitely worry about um, with since I stay home with my kids is, you know, will they respect a, a teacher once they go to yeah. school and a different authority figure? And um, can they, you know, see that? Because I had a terrible time in, um, like, detaching from my mom, even though oh, my yeah. mom worked from the time I was six weeks old. I mean, I mm-hmm. and still was super, super attached to her all yeah. through growing up. So um, it definitely, I, I worry about that. So it's nice that you can see that that's yeah. happening and, and I she do has think, that relationship. Yeah, and I do think we've gotten really lucky with teachers, too. Like Claire's um, infant room teacher... Um, we still, you know, we follow each other on Instagram and she comments on every picture that I post oh, of Claire. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, she's like moved on and has a totally different job now and she's right, still, you know, still... yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it didn't, bond. yeah, it, I didn't realize the relationships that you can build, right. um, and, and how those can be really good. Yeah. Um, so now I know that and I think that will make it a little bit easier to go back. Yeah. I do think that the logistics of now juggling two, like drop off in two different rooms and and it's also harder with an infant too just because um you have to bring in bottles and you have to like tell oh, them yeah i'm sure you know with kids with toddlers there's just one set nap time in the room but each infant is on their own schedule so you have to say like they woke up at this time their nap should be blah 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 like you have to like yeah. there's a lot more setup and a lot more communication with a teacher with an infant where you know a toddler just kind of walks in and they have like a yeah they're just ready to go yeah right exactly um, so i think that will be to go back to that will be hard and it's just added stress and I'll be pumping and that's you know sucks too yeah um just no pun intended yeah (laughs) that was pretty good (laughs) I wish the pun had been intended I know I should have pretended like I did it on purpose yeah you should have yeah some credit I would have never known yeah (laughs) um but yeah, so I'm sure that there'll be hard parts, but those I, I also now know that all those hard parts are temporary. And right, it does yeah. get to a point where you just kind of walk in and give them a kiss and a hug and they yeah. run off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what tips do you have for other working moms as far as balancing your life that you have at work and, and all the responsibilities that you have there and your life at home and all the responsibilities that you obviously have at home? Because they're both... Equally, I mean, your job is very important mm. and all the responsibilities that you carry for that. And then obviously you have, you know, kids and, and your husband and, and everything that you're taking care of at home. So how do you balance that? Um, balance is a hard thing for me to <clears throat> come to terms with or wrap my head around, right. I guess. Um, and the the kind of conclusion that I've come to that I try to remember a lot is that you can't expect balance every day. Every day well, is not going to be balanced. That's a good point. You're not going to have the mm. ideal amount of time at work. And then, you know, things will get busier at work or your kid needs you and you have to like... Right they're sick and you got to call out of work or whatever. Don't expect balance every day. Remember to pull back and see that, um, look at the macro level and just look at what your life looks like and decide if that's, you know, if you are happy with that. Um, Look at what you're spending your time doing and look at what's important to you and see if those match. Yeah. You know, if you're spending all your time driving, 
okay, well, that sucks. That's Nobody wants to spend all their time driving. Um, right. Look for something with a shorter commute or to try to talk to your boss about working from home one or two days a week. Like, yeah. you know, it, make things work for you and don't be afraid to get creative so that you can achieve that balance and make sure that your things that are important to you are what you're spending most of your time doing. That's that's really good advice for really any mom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so what is something that you feel like you really excel at um, as far as working full-time and also being a full-time parent? <laughs> It's hard to come up with, but, yeah. but I do think that um, compartmentalizing is important and um, that I've gotten pretty good at. I don't, I, I'm very good at leaving work at work Yeah. for the most part um, when I'm, you know, with Claire or with, you know, eventually with Amelia when I go back to work, um, you know, those, those couple of hours in the evening are really all that you get as far as quality time. So make the most of it. Yeah. Things will, you know, work will keep on chugging. The, the you know, company XYZ will continue to exist just because you didn't sign on and check an email. Yeah, things right. will, that's, things, that's a good point. Things yeah. will be fine. It'll be yeah. fine. Spend those couple of hours on your kids if you, you know, if you can and if you need to and make that quality time as much as you can. Um, and also on the flip side of that, though, when you're at work, work. Don't worry about your kids all day. Yeah. They're healthy and happy and with somebody that you trust and... Yeah, and that's a good point too. You have chosen the person that they are with, right, for the day. And that's um, and that's you can. I mean, there are times when that's not true. And if you're really worried about that, there's an issue. By all means, like chase that, go down that right. path, and have to do what's best for your kids, right. for sure. Um, you know, because we when Claire started daycare, we were not really pleased with her first daycare. So I did. I was very distracted at work and would right. spend time, you know, logging on and looking at the cameras and seeing what she was doing. And, yeah. And whatever, and if that's the case, then it's probably a good sign that you need to make a change. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to compartmentalize, and you gotta be able to spend time with your kids at home and work at work. Yeah, if you're constantly worried, mm-hmm. um, which I'm in general a worrier, so which <laughs> is probably something we'll talk about later. But mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely I just worry all the time. I, I always say I'm not happy unless I'm worried. Right. Um, it, but that's not you. That's not your typical personality. Right. I'm so I, certainly I'm more comfortable being laid back and not having right. a lot on my. So on certainly, my mind. if you were feeling really worried about it all the time, then that's a really good sign that there's something maybe not right and maybe let's explore something else, yeah. which is exactly what you did Yeah, and figured it out and then... That's came. where we found the daycare that we love. And, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so it just worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So I guess we talked a little bit about how you and Nick split the responsibilities as far as it goes with drop-off and stuff. Yeah. But how do you split the responsibilities at home? For, for me, I am mostly the one that does all the cleaning and the cooking and and things around the house my husband definitely um does a good job of pitching in whenever I ask him to and Uh um you know for the most part um and and stuff like that but I would imagine like I feel that responsibility of having to do all of that stuff because I am home and it's part of my job quote unquote um, but for you and Nick, you both have your full-time jobs that you're also dealing with along with your kids. So how do you guys determine who does what at home? Is it just 50-50 or just the day determines it? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty, um, it can change day to day. Generally, we have a pretty traditional split. Like I do a lot of the, the cooking and the cleaning. He does like outdoor work and fixing things around the house and uh, yeah. taking out the trash, doing dirty stuff that I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's a lot of stuff, you know guys quote guys jobs tend to be you know uh not as 
frequent as no yeah. quote women's jobs right so he does have to chip in and help out like you know we said we do we switch off with dishes um and he does he vacuums i generally don't vacuum he does that yeah. a lot more than i do yeah. um so we, we do have kind of our like set things but we also you know if a day's really busy for me i have to you know call him in and be like hey can you do such and such today can you pull something together for dinner can you right do whatever like we have our generally owned responsibilities but there is probably a little bit more um of him covering right for me or or vice versa you know sometimes i'll have to take out the trash or whatever yeah um just because of of work things if he's late at work and it's garbage day you know yeah that take out the trash. right yeah Oh, and also, I am curious, how do you guys um, decide whenever um, Claire is sick and, you know, if once mm-hmm. you're back to work um, with Amelia as well, how do you guys decide um, who's going to stay home with her? And, you know, it could be multiple days. So is it always the same parent? Do you guys try to switch off? How do you guys kind of handle dealing with that? Right. Yeah. Um, so I will say typically I volunteer to take the first day. Um it, Usually that's when she kind of feels the worst, and I'm I'm definitely the the comfort parent. You know we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, and I know she typically like she'll she'll want me to be to be home with her when she's not feeling well. So I typically volunteer to take the first day, assuming that it works out with my what I got going on at work. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and and try to do if there needs to be a doctor's appointment or whatever, I'll I'll try to take that on. Um. Nick will sometimes do the second day. You know, that's a nice, even way to split it, but that's, right. I think that would be the ideal. It's like I take the first day, he takes the second day. Um, of course, that doesn't always work out, though, too, depending on what he's got going on at work. So sometimes I'll sense. take two days, or sometimes he has to take both days. It's really just situation-dependent um, and, like, a day-to-day thing. Because also on the first day, you don't know if there's going to be a second day. Oh, absolutely. So that right. night, we're, like, talking, like, okay, well, what do you have tomorrow? Okay, well, what do you have tomorrow? If, we, if she wakes up or, you know she has a fever, how do we want to split it? Um, and there are also the rules for daycare to take into account. They, oh, yes. at least in South Carolina, the the rule is that you can't um, send them back in unless they've been symptom-free for 24 hours. Okay. So you do kind of have like a window that you know, okay, well, she had a fever this afternoon, so we're not going to be able to send her tomorrow. Right. What do you okay. have? What so do I have? have yeah. How do we want to split it? Can I take off? Or maybe even, you know, I take a half day, you take a half day, whatever. Oh, yeah, that would be a good way too. So it is just really situation-dependent. Generally, I'll take the first day, and you know, Nick will take a day, two, if it works out that way. Uh, and that is something that I kind of um, stressed about as I went back to work after having Claire, and that I can sometimes feel guilty about. Um, so, a, kind of a a method or a trick that I like to use to to get past that um, is to flip around the the roles and to think about if I had a coworker who you know we were working on a project or we had a meeting set up and they sent me something that morning that said, hey, my kid's sick. I got to stay home. I'm, I'm going to miss the meeting. Would I think poorly of them? That's a really or, good perspective. Or would I be yeah. like, oh, this sucks? Or No, I would be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You right, got to take there. care of your kid. Been there. No, no problem. Well, yeah. I'll reschedule. Not a problem. And I, and I do that sometimes. And I think sometimes it's especially helpful because as women, I think we tend to take on more guilt. So it's oh, especially yeah. helpful to me, like I'll switch the genders. Like if a male coworker, if a, a dad that I work with came to right. me and said, oh, yeah, that would make you know, it... what I think, like, wow, you're taking a day off, like, that's not appropriate, or that's, we've got all this stuff to do, and you're going to take some time off, like, no, I would never think that about somebody that was no, going right. to And, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, um, 
I might even think like, wow, what a what a good dad, what a good oh parent. yeah, wow yeah, right um, yeah. We've talked about some that that it always seems to be when a dad does something, you know, they get a oh, parade absolutely. thrown in their honor, and when a mom does something, it's just expected. But right, that's another topic for another day. Yes, but but just kind of switching the roles, putting yourself on the other side of it, and especially switching the genders, I think is really helpful for me and helps me alleviate some of that guilt um, to decide what you know what we need to do and. I think that's a really good perspective and probably a perspective um, you know, that can be applied to multiple things for in multiple situations. Um, but that's, I think that's a really good um, gem mm-hmm. that you've given for, oh, for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I know you said <laughs> One it of sarcastically, my gems. Yeah. but I really, I think that that's a good, that's a good thing to, to try to flip perspective in, in many situations. But especially in this case, like you're talking about, I think it's good because if you feel like, no, I, I wouldn't feeling differently about I wouldn't judge anyone or, for right. taking a day or two days or yeah or. whatever they need your kid comes first I mean obviously you're working to support your kids so work is you know very important. important um but your kid comes first and it's it's mm-hmm. good the more you understand it with other people the more they'll be understanding with you right. so it's kind of a two-way street so that's I think that's a really good piece of advice yeah if you were starting your journey over as a working mom is there anything like what would you do differently now that you you know what you know now is there anything you would change or would you do you like the way that you kind of came to the knowledge that you have now would you change anything so I like I said I didn't my job changed when I went back after Claire it was a different position because our team downsized um, and we had different funding and and I didn't end up loving what that job was I didn't end up loving the change Um, so I in retrospect, looking back, I kind of think, eh, I wish I would have asked to be laid off because I didn't love it. I wasn't getting the things out of work that make working worth it to me. Yeah. I wasn't getting, like, I, I our team was very small and I loved my coworker. But, yeah. you know, a lot of the people that I also loved, like, they were gone. So, they were, you yeah. know, I missed my friends at work. We yeah, weren't that's doing always tough. All kinds of, like, coworker leave. Yeah, yeah. We so weren't tough. doing, like, our get, you know, we would go to lunch every day before. We weren't doing that. I, I missed the social interaction. Yeah. Um, so, and I didn't like the work itself as yeah. much. So, it, it wasn't the balance of what work does for me was not there yeah. in, in relation to what you kind of give up and sending your kid to daycare, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, the balance wasn't worth it to me in retrospect, but at the time, you know, it was new and I was a new to being a mom and yeah. just kind of trying to plod through. Um, As so we all are. Right. Yeah. I didn't take that time to kind of reflect and be like, is this the right thing? Do I like this? Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. this the right choice for me? Which is an easy thing to, yeah. we all, you know. You just put your head down and you try to get through. Right. That's what we do every day. day to day. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, exactly. So I wish I would have done something differently. Either ask for more flexibility in my position. Like I think if I could have worked from home a couple of days a week then, that would have gone a long way. Um, or looked for a different position or just not worked for yeah. a longer tried to period of time yeah keep it open a little bit yeah Yeah. um so I think about this a lot as far as is for my own self um that I my kids depending on you know if I go back to work as soon as they as soon as my youngest is in kindergarten then um they're really young by the time I go back to work so yeah they may only remember me working I don't know what they'll remember um but I worry about them just always thinking of me as just their mom, you know, which is super important that they, 
that they know I'm 100% there for them all the time, but also most kids know that from their parents, that their parent is there for them 100% of the time, whether they work or don't. So I worry sometimes about them um, seeing me as just mom and not having my own life and my own things. So I think it can be beneficial for kids to see their parents um, and specifically moms with such this divisive topic of mm-hmm. working outside the home and you have your own your own job and your own responsibilities that don't include them right that are not really besides providing for them which is obviously very important <laughs> but um, what do you think the benefits are of that of them seeing you work outside the home and especially we're raising girls right, so th- right. that makes it, hits it a little bit closer to home yeah it yeah. makes it a little bit more so what do you what do you think about that? Um, I, I hope that they see me and just understand that they have the option to do what I do. Not that it's the only way or that it's the right way, but that you can do it. And if you want to work and have kids, you shouldn't feel guilty and you shouldn't feel like it's okay to not feel like you will be fulfilled by staying at home. Yeah. It's okay to think that, uh, that just doesn't really appeal to me. I want to work. That's, that's okay. It's okay to, yeah. Your kids are still your number one priority, but that doesn't mean you have to spend every waking hour with them. Oh, yeah. You can still, that can still be your priority, and you can still love them more than anything in this world, even though that's not, you're not spending eight hours a day with them, with and you're them. spending eight yeah. hours a day at work instead. Right. Um, but I I don't want them to think that it's the only way, too. I want them, if they feel like they want to stay at home, I want them to think that that's a good option and not feel judged about yeah, that, or not to that. think that my way is the only way. Yeah. So I just hope that it teaches them that they have this option if yeah. they want it. Yeah. Um, and it, that it's okay to not feel fulfilled by the other option and that you can make a choice that right, makes you happy. Right, best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Um, so you have already talked a little bit about how you you know, felt after you returned after maternity leave. Mm-hmm. And you were, so have you taken the same amount of maternity leave or will take, I guess, for Amelia yes. both times? Yeah. So um, our previous company, we got 20 weeks paid. Um, this company does not offer that. It was only six weeks paid, um, but I chose to take some unpaid time to to get to twenty weeks as well, yeah. um, because I did feel like it was a pretty pretty good amount of time. Like I said, I still had mixed feelings when I went back with Claire, but I did right. at least feel like, um, yeah, I mean, I a six week old. I mean, that's still so little, and oh, yeah. breastfeeding and pumping and whatever. Like I felt like I had at least those things kind of under control and had a stable routine. Um, with those things. Um, so I just felt like that was a good amount of time and I I decided to do the same. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, so speaking of pumping, you pumped while you were at work for how long after Claire was, um, I went back. So Claire was born in July. I went back to work like November 1st and I pumped until April or May. She was nine months. Uh, so I guess that'd be April. Um, so talk about that. That has to be, I can't imagine. I mean, yeah. it's not fun at all. You, yeah. I hated pumping. Yeah. I, I pumped for a short amount of time with yeah. Lillian. Um, and I, I just, it was not for me. Yeah. Um, but do you, how, yeah. Just tell me about how it was. Um, that's probably one of the things that I was most anxious about too, in going back to work was, was the logistics of pumping. Um, so I actually made a post in one of the mom's groups and asked for like some pumping yeah. tips and hacks. I got really, really good advice. And some of the things that I did to make that easier were you get like a dedicated, um, pumping bag, um, that can fit your pump and your, your laptop. Like they make, you know, my bag was, I think it was a Sarah Wells brand bag. Yeah. Um, I got it on Amazon. Um, and As we do with everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was there in two days. Yeah. Um, but it's nice cause it fits your pump and it fits all your like pump parts and your bottles. 
um, that you're bringing home at the end of the day, and it has a spot for your laptop. So like, oh, that's nice. it's just like a really good like everything fits in good and it's right. cute and so that you was take an extra laptop bag along with the exactly bag. yeah you're not looking like a pack mule going in out of work yeah exactly day. yeah yeah it's just one bag um it's a big bag but you know it, that was a big help um buying multiple sets of pump parts like everything from the bottles to the um flanges the membranes the duck bills i have a spectra so it's a duck bill yeah um but like just buying multiple sets of everything so that you can then throw it in the dishwasher and not depend on that, like, if you forget to run the dishwasher and the next morning you're like, crap. Like, you got, you know. Right, yeah. You got to hand wash things it's then. Nice so it to... cuts down on the hand washing um, and then also makes it so that you don't have to, you're not so dependent on, like, right those parts for the next day. You have another yeah. set that you can pull from. So I actually ended up, I think, with three sets of parts and I felt like that was a really good, Amount. really good balance. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also, um, I felt guilty about taking those pumping breaks. Um, and found it, I was really adamant about taking them at the times that Claire would be feeding. Cause that's like what you read, right? Was you got to pump whenever they would be feeding to keep up your supply, blah, blah, yes, blah. Right. I, I think that I probably just added stress to myself unnecessarily with that. I think that. you can just, if you're going to pump three times, just pump three times. Right. And, and just, it will all work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be good whenever you go back with Amelia. Right. That you'll feel that will be one less stress. Less stress about. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you'll probably, knowing, you know, us as moms, you'll probably replace it with a different stress. I'll find something to worry about. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least you know a little bit better. I did find myself less stressed. I mean, I wasn't pumping, obviously, but... I found myself less stressed in general about certain things with Juliet yes. than I was with Lillian. I found that with Amelia so yeah. far too. Yeah. So it makes it, you know, the second time around, things are a little bit easier, even though they're also harder because you have to. I also felt a lot of guilt in the beginning about taking those pumping breaks because they were so frequent. You know, it was three times a day that I was excusing myself for 20 to 30 minutes. So that really adds up. Um, but you just kind of have to educate yourself on what the, the laws are about that. Um, oh, that's a good there's point. a. Yeah. Um, I found this resource on kellymom.com, which is a really great breastfeeding resource in general. It before, yeah. yeah. Um, but they have a whole uh, page about um, pumping rights um, as a breastfeeding employee. Okay. Um, so there's a break time for nursing mothers law that was released in 2010. Um, and that affords you um, the time and the space to pump as you need. Um, up till the child is a year old. So you're protected by law to take oh, those wow. breaks. That's great. Okay. And, and something that I kind of thought about as I, as I educated myself on that was like our federal government is, is bipartisan, very polarized, you know, right. if, if they can come together yes. and agree on this one thing, you know, <laughs> obviously, point. obviously yes. it's important and everyone, most people will understand that yes. <laughs> on all sides of the fence. <laughs> and honestly, if they, even if, I mean, it wouldn't have been a law if they didn't, but even if there are people that don't agree, it is the law. Yeah, so that right. is, I'm, I'm working within the bounds of right. my, my policies and the federal law. So those are your breaks. Those are yours to take and you're not yeah. doing anyone any favors by not taking them yeah um so that's what I try to I try to remind myself um and I, I think there is some difference like I think if the, your company is less than 50 employees um and and they think that the allowing you pumping breaks would cause them undue hardship there's some some wiggle room some gray area there so okay. definitely if you're at a place where there's less than 50 employees you want to talk to your HR person you might have to kind of advocate or push for yourself to get those yeah. to Which get those breaks a shame yeah that and, that and this law doesn't um say that those breaks are paid so if you're hourly you may be clocking out and having to clock back in um, or something like that um, but you do you are allowed to take them 
that's that's good information to have and nice that you were easily able to find that somewhere so yeah. that you could it's readily available to people it who is yeah and there's it. there's tons of links on that on that page and we'll include it in the show notes yeah. um that that link yeah um, that's great and, and it also affords you um a space to pump in and that has to be a private space that it's not a bathroom okay. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, because yeah, pumping in a bathroom is gross. Yeah, would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> difficult and gross. Yeah, difficult yeah. and gross. <laughs> um, and I also want to re- reiterate my trick about switching roles and switching gender roles, especially. If you were working with a man who had a reason that he needed to take breaks during his day, um, if he needed to run to a doctor's appointment or go like uh, somebody who takes smoke breaks, right. you know, are you every time they're taking a break, are you like, ugh? You know, no. this is unproductive time. This what a what a pain. You know, this is causing me. No, you're not. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. Go take your break. Go do whatever. You yeah, need to make a phone they call. Deserve it. You need to do whatever. Go right. to take care of your personal life. Absolutely. Yeah. Is somebody? You feel guilty at the time, but then you think about: Is somebody really going to begrudge me the opportunity to feed my child in the way that I'm choosing? Yeah. No. <laughs> and honestly, if they do, then who it's cares about them? Yeah. <laughs> um, unless, of course, they're your boss or an HR or yeah. something where it, it actually is causing a problem. In which case, you have the laws to back you up. And exactly. It, it would not be an easy situation. It would not be. Right. But I, I've been lucky in that all everybody that I work with has been um, understanding. That's yeah. Yeah. That's really great. Um, but you're absolutely right. If you're if you're not in that situation and you have to advocate yourself, don't be afraid to to cite these laws and these resources and involve your HR as needed. That's good info. That's yeah. great. Um, so how do you make time for yourself? And then how do you make time for Nick? Like we kind of mentioned earlier, um, Nick is not an alone time guy. No, he's like you're, he's like a, on the extreme. Um, introvert you know yeah he, spectrum he's at the extreme end of the spectrum of being an introvert yeah he, he could well kind of he also is pretty outgoing right yeah like like as far as i mean i i guess he's with us maybe I, I shouldn't say that we yeah he's not like with people he doesn't know like he won't just go into a room of strangers and be like hey you know yeah. like he's not like yeah. that but he he definitely is an extrovert in the sense that people and conversations and talking recharges him yeah. whereas it it drains me yeah I yeah he it's extremely baffling to me that he wants to spend not not just that he wants to spend time with you like you specifically I can't um, believe yeah no. even though that's also surprising yeah, yeah. um I I'm baffled when my husband wants to spend time with me yeah so, um but it is it's just really it's really shocking but we could probably do a whole podcast about that yeah um but so how do you how do you make time for yourself and then how do you um try to make time for Nick too so that he feels like he's had time with you too um for myself I'd say you you just got to get creative with that time um and you know using uh, your lunch hour to work out or listening to podcasts on your commute do things that fill you up and make you feel good and make you feel like a person and like you did something for yourself and those little pockets of time that are not so obvious you know before kids I would work a full day and then come home and that was my me time so I didn't worry about doing it at, over lunch right, or yeah. during my drive so just get creative and like squeeze out every ounce of your day yeah, <laughs> like squeeze out you every can. hour yes, yeah. yes. Um, I probably don't do as good of a job making time for Nick as I should or as I could um, but I would say setting up a good bedtime routine like we talked about before mm-hmm, and then having mm-hmm. the evenings just for each other um, if you know, if you want yeah. to do that, is is really helpful. That's when we, you know, have a have a beer and you know right. watch a show and and do whatever and talk or, um, you know, do whatever. Well, and Nick is also, you know, he'll he'll make sure that 
he's created time. Like he's he's gonna put himself into any situation you're in if he wants to, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, if, he, right. if you're we're all, we're always generally after the girl after Claire goes to bed or after the girls go to bed until bedtime we're together, and oh. it, and it ha- I have to excuse myself if I want to be alone, which is fine. He doesn't right he's not. Bitter or butthurt about that. It but, definitely, Nick but is, yeah, I don't have to go out of my way to create time with Nick. He will create it. Yeah, right. Which is kind of nice. Yeah, he wants it, so he creates it. Right. And I don't have to think about it. It's not another it thing. Yeah, that I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that is nice. Um, but yeah, it can be. I'm sure a little bit overwhelming. But and also, like I said, like if Garrett wanted to spend every second of the evening with me, it would be very. I would be questioning that a lot. Why? (laughs) Why do you want to spend this time with me? I'm not fun. I'm not that great. Leave me alone. Yeah, just stay away. Yeah. Um, So what advice would you give to another working mom who is currently struggling, whether it's with just stress of their job, stress of life, stress of balancing, guilt, you know, various things. I mean, we're all, all as moms, we're all struggling all the time, it feels like. But what, like, what would be if, if you could hear something during the times that you're struggling from another working mom, what would you want to hear? Um, I think I would want to hear about the, the kind of the, the story that I told earlier about um, daycare teachers. Mm, yeah. I would want to know that they will genuinely and or do genuinely love your kid and want the best for your kid. And your kid will learn a lot. Like, I've been really surprised and amazed at what Claire has learned at daycare at her age. Like, things that I... I mean, I don't know a lot of kids, really. Yeah. So it's it's not. I don't know what the average three or four, or whatever year old is doing. No, yeah. 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 So I've been really, really impressed and pleasantly surprised with what she's learned, um, and how nurturing her teachers can be. Yeah. Um. So I would I would say that that's probably the thing that I was most worried about, and that I would want to know. And also, I would remind them that pumping, if you are breastfeeding and you're trying to pump, like it does end eventually. Yeah. <laughs> You will stop at some point, and that's yeah. a really good day. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I remember yeah. distinctly the day that I quit pumping, and like my um, coworker that I was really close with, Allison, like, like you know, went out for a beer after work. Like, uh, it was, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a good day to be done with that. Yeah. Yeah. There are. Um, I know some moms that um, are sad when they're done breastfeeding or, or pumping yeah. or whatever, and I'm. Yeah. I think we'll probably talk about that in another uh, yeah, episode, I, but I that's not something that. I relate to. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was, thrilled to be done (laughs) yeah yes totally um but what are some misconceptions as far as working um I think that the one of the biggest misconceptions that that really rubs me the wrong way is that if you're working it's because you have to work yeah I don't have to work I could Nick and I could make it so that I we're we're very lucky in that sense we can make it so that yeah we, we can live on one income I work because I like it and because I want to yeah um and it fulfills certain things yeah you know um and I think another misconception that I really hate is the the saying um about like well I want to stay at home so I can raise my kids well I I raise my kids oh yeah yeah (laughs) they spend time with daycare right teachers and other caregivers that I have chosen that their values and views align with mine and I'm the one instilling and deciding what happens with Claire and now Amelia on a on a day-to-day basis. That's, I'm yeah. still raising them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just because I don't spend nine to five with them Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of one of the things that rubs me the wrong way because the weight Definitely. of motherhood and parenthood in general is 
is big and there's a lot of decisions to be made and I'm I'm still the one making them. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's no... I, I still had to do potty training. I still yeah. had to oh, do yeah. um I still, you know, did baby led weaning and figure out how we're going to feed this kid and, you know, it, it it's you're not not raising them. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many different just minor decisions that you're just making throughout the day and and mm-hmm. um even if you're not with them, you know, like you said, talk, thinking about what you're going to have for dinner and, yeah. you know, just if, whenever you are home, doing things around the house, making sure her her tutu dresses are all clean. Make sure they're clean yeah, at the end of the exactly. week. Yeah. 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 There's so many things that just because you're working doesn't mean that you're not handling You're not relieved them. of all responsibilities, yeah, exactly. I guess. exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so let's talk about ways that working and staying from home are different in ways that they're the same. And I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Um, some differences that I think is kind of the, and I guess I, this probably isn't as much for me now that I'm doing like a work from home hybrid situation, but definitely when I was working, going to a plant or an office every day, um, and had to be there from, you know, eight to five, like my days felt so inflexible. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like if I stayed at home, you know, I would have a, you know, still responsibilities, still the same amount of stuff to get done, but I could do them at different times and being able to, you know, like thaw, put out some meat to thaw for dinner in the middle right. of the day. I didn't have that option. If I didn't get it done in the morning, well, then we're not going to. It didn't get done. I got to get it taken yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so I kind of think that there's maybe between a traditional working in an office and, and staying at home, there's a little bit more flexibility with that kind of the household stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and the something else that came up that was a difference for me is... Um, one time we had, our kids were over at, we were at your house, um, and Claire was swinging, and she was like, push me, mommy, push oh, yeah, me, yeah, mommy, yeah. push me. And I and I did, and I, I don't mind pushing swings. That's not something that, you know, there are certain things we all like and dislike, um, yeah. but pushing swings is something that I like. But, you know, Lillian was like, push me, mommy, and you were like, no. <laughs> and Mom well, <laughs> of the year. <laughs> well, no, but then later we were kind of, it came up. I didn't, like, ask you about it. I wasn't like, why didn't you? Push, push her on the swing. Yeah, but it just kind of came up, and you were like, yeah, I mean, I push her all the time. Like, I'm with her all yeah. the time, and I push her all the time. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Like, I can see how that, you know, working, I think, sometimes lends yourself to being, like, guilty that you're not doing that stuff all the time, so you have to do more things that you don't want to do, which is not really true, but... No, not at all, and sometimes on, on this, at the same time, I feel guilty because it's like, well, I'm here with you. I should be pushing you. I should be doing this all day when <laughs> is ridiculous. Of course I shouldn't be doing that. But yeah. so it's guilt over the same thing in, in a different form. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, just <laughs> yeah, feels just flip flopped. Yeah. So which just goes to show again, yeah. guilt is our, our common theme. <laughs> right. Um, so. and, and one more thing I have on that is, um, having consistent childcare. If I need to do something for myself, like a PT appointment, I'm doing PT mm. right now, and I did PT when I after I had Claire, um, or I need to do a hair appointment, I, I know that I have someone to watch her 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, so right. I can fit those things in during my work week without a lot of yeah, that's a big difference. hubbub, but at yeah. one time we were talking, and you were <laughs> wanting to go see a chiropractor, but you were like, I just don't know when I can go to an appointment. I might have to ask my mom to come visit, and like, your mom lives <laughs> six hours six away. Six hours away. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, man. I didn't think yeah. about the ease of being able to do things that I need to do and want to do during the work week, because I know I have somebody to watch my kids. Yeah, it is definitely the appointments is a big thing that mm-hmm. I, because I, Garrett will take off work if I, you know, if I absolutely had needed him to do it yeah um but he does have um you know, he has people reporting to him now and stuff so there's not really 
as much flexibility yeah. with, with certain For things. Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if it was something like a regular appointment that I had to go to, that yeah. would definitely Every be... Every week. Yeah, there's no way that he would be able to do something like that. So um, it does, you kind of put your own stuff on the back burner, which is the same way. I mean, if you had like a really busy week at work and you had a bunch of meetings, yeah, you also would put it on the back burner. Like right. There's, you know, right. there's always, it, it, it's different and also similar at the same time. Yeah. So... It can be, that is one of my biggest, um, not necessarily gripes, but one of my biggest um, issues with staying home is that I don't have um, consistent childcare if uh-huh. some if I did need to go somewhere or do something. And especially now with um, quarantine, if I need to go to the doctor or anything, your kids can't come with you. Right. My kids have been to plenty Water. of appointments with me, right. OBGYN, yeah. <laughs> regular doctor. You know, they both go to all of our checkups at the, at their, at the pediatrician. Yeah. Um, so I just always take my kids with me whenever I go anywhere. Um, the eye doctor, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. But now obviously that's not something that I can do, but also Garrett, Garrett is home. home. Yeah. So it makes, that makes it a little bit easier too. So, yeah. What are, what are some differences that you've seen? So I really had mostly similarities um, because (laughs) I find them to be, um, I guess, obviously, you know, like we said, the responsibilities are different. Um, You know, you you have... Same in amount. Yes. Right. You just have different. different, And then you have that, like I said before, you have that um, extra where you're, you know, like we said that if I'm home, um, I can, you know, put in a load of laundry or mm-hmm. set dinner out or, or whatever it is that I need to do or put dinner in the crock pot. Whereas if you are at work, you obviously can't do any of that stuff because right. you're not at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I just feel like they both are super hard work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you don't really get a lot of praise and feedback whenever it comes to being a mom in general, whether you're working or staying home. Yeah. Um, you know, your kids, especially when they're toddlers and I'm guessing as they get older, I don't remember thanking my mom for, you know, the stuff that she did for us. Yeah. Um, but especially as toddlers, you know, they don't recognize all the little sacrifices that you're making for them. So you get so little feedback. And, um, I think our husbands are just different than us. Um, and it probably is that way for a lot of couples, um, where your spouse just, you know, they say opposites attract. So he is, my husband's just not the type to be like, Hey, you loaded and unloaded the dishwasher today. Thank you so much for doing that. You know, right. it's just not something. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm not saying, Hey, thanks for mowing the grass today. Right. You know? Yeah. Thanks for going to work. <laughs> right. Thanks for going to work and, and coming home, you know, all of that <laughs> stuff. So, you know, we, I think you get so little feedback and so little praise for what you do. And then it just feels sometimes like you're doing all of this hard work that has been super, super hard work mm-hmm. and you're getting basically nothing out of it. And I think that yeah. probably a lot of parents feel that way in general, whether yeah. you're working or staying home. Yeah. I would say that's a really good similarity. You, yeah. You don't get a lot of feedback and both things feel hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can be really overwhelming. Yeah. So... Um, another thing that I've noticed that's kind of the same between at least the two of us is I think we both kind of carry the majority of the mental load of parenting. Oh yeah. And also like managing the household. Like I'm the one that's looking up like, you know, baby lid weaning versus purees and formula versus breastfeeding and, um, how to potty train and discipline. And like, I'm the one kind of looking at all those things and evaluating and trying to decide what's best for our family. And then I inform Nick and he's usually on board with what I want to do. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, I think 
both both types of moms still probably carry the 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 silent mental load. Oh yeah, I think so for sure. And I'm sure that there are a lot of dads out there that do the same thing. Um, but for me, it's definitely, um, you know, I overthink things in general, um, which I think is such an easy thing to do as a parent, um, that you're, you know, obviously you're entrusted with these kids that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's a big responsibility in and of itself. So, um, I think a lot about, um, you know, what, is this the right thing to do? Is this going to be okay? Um, you know, various things like that. So the mental load, it can really be overwhelming and my husband's not a worrier. He doesn't stress about no, stuff. Me either. Um, yeah. he just, I frequently say that I would love to just walk a day in his shoes, <laughs> not because I think he has less responsibilities, but because just not stressing about yeah. everything and not thinking about tiny decisions for so long. I mean, I think we've talked about before, you know, like if he puts a meal together for them, he could put together mac and cheese, rice, mashed potatoes. I mean, just all starches <laughs> all, and not, I mean, he doesn't give it a second thought. No, doesn't he? And the girls love it. They think it's so delicious. Right. And you know, whatever. Whereas I'm sitting here and it's lunchtime and it's like, okay, well, what protein did they have for breakfast? Do they have any protein for breakfast? What fruit did they have? They've had too much fruit today. You know, right. all, all of this various stuff that I need to make sure that they have. You're supposed to have a fruit and vegetable on every single plate. What do right. I, you know, I didn't give them a vegetable for breakfast, so they should definitely have two vegetables for lunch. Right. You know, it's just right. all of these things that he just, and we probably get to the same place with our kids doing the same approach. Right. It's just, I've sat and thought about it right. for it's way took longer. a lot less. Yeah. yeah. But that's just not my personality. And we've talked about before that, um, you know, we like to research things and... Mm-hmm. You know, I like to read some books and, and listen to podcasts and do different things that kind of make me feel like I kind of have some type of idea of what's sure. what I'm doing. Like you know what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and I know, like, you, you like to listen to different podcasts and stuff that kind of yeah. help you. So, For you sure. know, we definitely are researchers, whereas, like you said, I think that they just, for the most part, exp- just have us do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And they would be fine if we didn't research it. No. It's just, you know, that we just do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's something that I take on just because because that's who I am. Well, I really enjoyed uh, this conversation with you, and it was nice to get a different viewpoint um, for what it's like to be a working mom. And like you mentioned last week, um, we've known each other for a long time, and um, definitely these are topics that we've kind of talked about to a certain extent right but still never in um detail and depth yes right and to get so many different um perspectives on it and just good answers to just different things that I'd always been wondering but we just don't come up that we just don't talk about yeah so I definitely I really enjoyed it so thanks for yeah I liked the series um and we definitely you know have some good pop topics coming down the line too um if you enjoyed this series um in the podcast so far please leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on and, and let us know and give us some feedback yeah let us know what you think yeah thanks for joining see you next week